February 3rd, 2023. I'm Avi. And I'm Ron. And this is Accent Insights. We're going to start off our podcast with a headline. Uh, it's been in the journal and on Market Watch about interest rates. Yeah, I mean, the headlines are, are a little different depending on who you're reading, but the, the basic point is that um, mortgage rates have been coming down for the past four weeks. And that's hopefully good news for the housing market. Um, you know, with, with all the interest rate increases that the Fed has been doing over the last year. Uh, the intent has been to cool the market and no market has cooled uh, better or faster than the real estate market. And so uh, interest rates have crept up over 6% uh, for 30-year fixed mortgages. And you know now they're, they're coming back down. And I think what we're seeing now is conforming mortgages are, are around 6% and, and jumbos are, are lower. And we're talking about uh, for jumbo loans, 30-year fixed rate, that's a fairly common mortgage to get in Brookline. And we're seeing rates as low as 5% now. Uh, of course, the rate that you'll get depends on what type of mortgage, how you're qualified, is it jumbo, is it conforming, how big is your down payment. If you'd like to have an in-depth conversation about mortgages, let us know. We'd be more than happy to uh, connect you to one of our very uh, reputable loan officers who we refer to. Um, but the bottom line in terms of how this relates to us and why this is interesting for housing is because as the interest rates stabilize or come down around 5%, we're seeing that effect on the market and more buyers coming out. We are. In fact, you know, a lot of buyers, I, I had several buyers who were frozen out in the spring last year and uh, decided they were going to sit out a little bit and see what happened. And then as mortgage rates went up, up, up from from low threes uh, to over six, they just the fall was just a no go for them. And we are hearing more sort of rumblings from buyers who are saying, OK, well, now, you know, things are coming down. Um, I'm reworking my math and, and you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in getting back into this. And of course, the problem we have it being, you know, early February is, well, typical winter uh, inventory drought, I guess is the best word. Yeah, uh, that's it. I mean, it's very seasonal here. It always has been. Uh, and we're continuing the same patterns from before the pandemic that most of the market in greater Boston is very much tied to the school schedule, even if you're not personally tied to the schools. So, you know, m most people are trying to list in the spring to March through June sees the most activity. And, you know, July and August tend to be pretty quiet. Uh, and why people want to get in and settled before September. That's right. That's right. Now, we, you know, we, we, we hope that we're seeing uh, the typical pattern return. Things got a little messed up during the pandemic, but, uh, you know, we don't know. But if, if things go as they have gone, you know, in normal years, uh, at the end of this month, in the beginning of March, we're going to start to see inventory um, pop on. And if if the buyers are, in fact, you know, coming out of hibernation uh, because the interest rates are making things, you know, again, look like, okay, we want to get into this, those markets will be highly competitive. So you'll see a, a dramatic increase in both inventory and demand. And if, you know, if things go as they ordinarily do, um, things will come on the market. If they're priced right, they're going to go quickly. Uh, and, you know, buyers will get themselves worked up into a frenzy and all of that. And, you know, that's that's the usual pattern. And so the question is, you know, interest rates are, are still higher than they have been. So we'll see if the demand is as strong as it has been in the past couple of years. 
but certainly we're hoping for better inventory because we have heard from our buyers. Um, we'd like to see more. Yeah. And right now it's, it's a little frustrating for buyers and, uh, you know, as much as we tell them, look, more is coming, more is coming for someone that wants to move this spring. We hear you, we get it. Uh, and our message is hang on, uh, more is coming and sorry, we can't make them materialize out of thin air, but they will be here. So just hang on and just get yourself ready. Well, I think that's right. Get ready is the is the important part because it, you know even though it seems like there's nothing going on now, there's nothing better to do right now than get your financial house in order, understand how much you can borrow, uh, get you know pre qualified or pre underwritten if you can, so that when things come on the market, you are ready to move because you know there are still cash buyers out there. They're strong. Um, and you want to be able to compete. And if you're not a cash buyer, you got to make yourself look like a cash buyer as much as you can. So you can move, you know, aggressively and quickly without a lot of contingencies and, and be competitive as soon as you see something you like. Right. And, you know, when you talk with us, we'll prepare you for the specific scenarios that you're facing in the particular market or segment of the market. Um, that being said, there are some new listings on this week in Brookline and, you know, it's a very specific segment that these came on. Uh, you know, we're looking at, there are a few single families. They range in price from 2 million to 3.6 million. And we have some thoughts on them. We do have some thoughts on them. I mean, you know, the, the spoiler alert, you know, if, if you had to have, uh, we, we've talked about this, if we're going to handicap this, one of them is going to sell and two of them are going to sit. Uh, and let's, let's talk about why. Uh, let's start with the, the, the later two first. So there, there were two houses that came on the market over 3 million. One was 3.2. That's, uh, 12 Fairmont street. Uh, and the other one is 11 Carlton street at $3.6 million. And that's right. Now, before, before you get into the why, let me just give the audience a quick overview of the stats on these, uh, to sort of set the scene. 12 Fairmont street. This is Fisher Hill. Uh, this is uh, five bedroom, four full, one half bathroom. They're listing this as 3,074 square feet, which comes out to you know, 1,041 a square foot. And as you said, that's listed for $3.2 million. The other one you mentioned, 11 Carlton Street, that's five bedrooms, four full and two half bathrooms. The square foot is, is a little bit trickier on this one because they measured with the drone. It varies a little bit from the public record, but including the basement, they're, they're saying this is 5,220 square feet, which comes out to about $670 a square foot. Uh, the list price for 11 Carlton Street is $3.6 million. This is in the Longwood neighborhood. Right. And I think, you know, the bottom line for both of these, you know, when you get past the stats is, boy, you know, $3 million doesn't get you what you used to. Um, and we used to say that about $2 million, uh, but now, you know, $2 million is sort of the price point, uh, at which you start to get into a move older house. I don't really, I mean, both of these are sort of unique neighborhoods. Let's, let's take them one by one. 12 Fairmont street, um, in Fisher Hill is a, is a very, you know, it's a, it's a sort of exclusive kind of more suburban area of, of Brookline, bigger houses, a lot of green, a lot of space. Uh, if that's the kind of thing you're looking for, but you know, there's no easier kind way to say this. This is an old house. Um, everything about it reads old. It's, you know, uh, architecturally it has an older feel to it. 
Um, it, maintenance wise, you know, it looks like maybe it's been maintained, but it's the same people have been living there for many, many years. And there are not a lot of updates. There's no air conditioning. There's wallpaper. Uh, there are heating, you know, radiators and heating pipes. Um, this could be a lovely home at two, you know, 2 million, 2.2. It would be a great home for someone to say, yeah, uh, we can move into that. And it puts us in the school system and it, you know, and we'll, we'll stretch to get there and it's worth it to buy this older house for that price. Um, but boy, at, at $3.2 million, you, you really think you should be getting, you know, something more modern and, and nicer, even though it is, the landscaping is, is very nice and, and interesting. And um, it is a, a larger lot size than we typically see. It's a little bit over a quarter acre. Um, so, you know, we were talking before the show and, you know, you said, well, I guess you're really paying for the land. And, you know, there is something to that. It is a larger lot than usual. Yeah, that's true. And I think that is the, that, you know, as you say, Avi, would be the one thing that I would say would justify some kind of premium on the, on the price of this house. But $3.2 million, boy, that's, look, and as, as you said before, that's over $1,000 a square foot, $1,041 a square foot. That is new construction condo pricing, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe new construction condo pricing is now pushing 11, maybe a little bit more. But, you know, for a house this size in, you know, in, in decent shape, uh, I would think, you know, seven to $800 a square foot, um, even if it was, you know, in, in much better condition. So, you know, I, I think this is going to sit, it's, you know, the timing of it is a little bit weird. Also, as we said, like if it were our client, yeah, look, the market is, is dry, but we would probably recommend just wait another couple of weeks till more buyers come out. Uh, but we'll see, you know, we're always, you know, happy to be proven wrong. Uh, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think this one's going anywhere fast. But if you uh, so. if you want to see it, you know, let us know. Um, you know, also sometimes what we've seen in the past is because the fe- February is so slow uh, in terms of inventory, and because that's the demand kicks in before the supply uh, in this market. Sometimes those first few listings do get a little bit of a premium that they wouldn't have gotten a couple months later. So we'll have to see. I mean, this, these early listings often act for us as canaries in the coal mine or early warning indicators or just early indicators really of, of what's to come and what the demand looks like. That's uh, true. It's true. And in fairness to this house, I mean, look, if someone had a, you know, a lot of money wanted to be in that neighborhood and wants to buy a house to renovate on their own and, and put their own stamp on, um, you know, this could be it. Uh, it just, but it's just a, it's a high entry price in my opinion. Um, you know, and, and go, so, and, and going to sort of the price per square foot, um, you know, so the other, the other home that came on this, that we wanted to talk about in the, in the category of, we think is not going to move so quickly that is 11 Carlton street. That one, as Avi mentioned is $3.6 million. Um, but it seems in the listing to have a much more reasonable per square foot price of only six, only $690 a square foot. Um, you know, which, but, is, which is in line with um, what we've seen for for other houses, although it, even that's a little elevated because you know the first square foot's typically worth a lot more than the last square foot. In that smaller places get uh, higher price per square foot. This is a large place, you know, five thousand two hundred twenty square feet in the Longwood neighborhood is is uh, on paper it, it's large, but it didn't necessarily feel that way, did it? 
No, I think that's exactly right. It does not read that way, you know, because it's a townhouse. So it's sort of long and narrow. And some of that square footage is in the basement. So it doesn't read like you're getting, you know, that that 5,000 square foot uh, living space. It's not sort of big and open and... Um, you know, you just have that airy feel. It has none of that. It has, it, it's a more, you know, it, there's a charm to that style of house of its own. And it's more of an urban kind of dwelling. Um, but, uh, you know, again, that's an awful lot of money. It's not new. The kitchen is, you know, nice, but not new. The master bathroom is, you know, was clearly done to a high standard when it was done. Um, and it's, it's very nice, but it's also not new. So, you know, again, you're, you're looking at very premium pricing. Um, it is an interesting neighborhood close to, you know, the Longwood Medical Area, kind of on the way to St. Mary's. So it's, it's an unusual neighborhood. There aren't that many houses over there. Uh, so that might be something for somebody. But uh, again, for a townhouse, if, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of who the buyer is that has $3.6 million that doesn't want more of a standalone house or something newer or, or some kind of feature that this house is, is very obviously lacking. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll watch this one also, because obviously said, it'd be interesting to see if these get snapped up. That means that, that, that portion of the market is, is highly active and starved for inventory. And mm. that'll be an interesting statement on its own. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm a little bit more bullish, I think on the 11 Carlton street, just because of the location uh, being walkable to Fenway and to Longwood. I mean, the price is premium for sure. Um, and, and more than I might've expected, but there is something for someone that needs to be downtown or want really puts a premium on their commute to, um, where they do neurosurgery and, uh, and Longwood, <laughs> you know, I could, I could see that. Yeah, no, again, I, I think that's right, but they're going to probably that neurosurgeon's probably going to want to put some money into this. Uh, and, Indeed, and modernize yeah. it a little bit. It's just hard to imagine the buyer that stretches for 3.6 and doesn't want to have something that's, you know, more their own stamps. But, you know, as you say, it is a very nice sort of urban suburban neighborhood um, and unique in that way. So that location here, again, is interesting. If, if it does sell quickly, I think that'll be the thing that puts it over. Um, now, a veritable bargain in comparison, uh, the, the third one or the first one we mentioned, the, the 15 Russell Street six bedrooms, three full bathrooms. It's in this neighborhood that we love uh, by Coolidge Park. It's listed for $2 million, which comes out to about 748 a square foot. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we talk a lot about pricing. Uh, this house is priced right at $2 million. I mean, this is, you know, someone could buy this, um, to stretch, to move in, but probably the people who are going to buy this are going to renovate it. It, it is also very old. Um, it's a little bit musty. Um, you know, the ceiling heights aren't the best, all of that, but it is in a fantastic neighborhood. Um, it's in a zoning district that has, you know, a, um, uh, what we call an FAR of one, which means that for every square foot of land, you have, you can build one square foot of interior space. So what did we say this is? This is a 5,300 square foot lot. So theoretically you could build a 5,300 square foot uh, home there. The developers are going to be all over this property and they're going to fight with 
uh, homeowners who, you know, want to be in that, in that neighborhood on that block and either want to renovate what's there or add to it or tear some or all of it down. Um, this one is going to have a feeding frenzy on it, I would say. And, you know, again, pricing is so important. It's so important. People are going to show up here. People are going to get excited about it. Um, of these three properties, I would say this is the one that's under agreement a week from today and at a price that's even dare to say significantly higher than the asking price. That's right. Because, you know, as you said, from a developer's point of view, this 2,674 square feet of current living space, that's not the relevant point, the 2,700 square feet. It's the potential. What's the highest and best use of this property? Uh, can you can you develop this to 5,000 something square feet? And we've seen that in this neighborhood in particular, we've seen these, these places turning over and being developed and creating new housing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's a two family zone too. So developer could buy it and make two units, a homeowner can buy it and make, you know, one large unit and one income unit. Uh, there's so much potential there. Um, so, you know, again, it's a matter of if people can, can, can swing the financing or have the money, uh, this is a great opportunity. Um, so we'll keep our eye on this and, you know, just uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to tell uh, our listeners about more inventory. I suspect it won't be that much different, a couple, you know, a sprinkling here and there. Uh, but uh, we, we we watch these things because, as Avi said, we want to see what's going on with the canary <laughs> and um, we usually get it right. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and let you know. If you have any questions or would like to chat with us, please reach out. We're info at accentbrookline.com. And you can also find our contact info in the show notes. Please hit that like button and tell your friends. And we will talk to you next time.